Hello, welcome to Braveful, a podcast with and for achieving women. I'm your host, Amy Zeigert. I'm so excited to share with you stories of women who are brave and gutsy. This show is a weekly view into the hearts and minds of what has enabled these fabulous ladies to take a leap and go forward with bold ideas. So join me in an opportunity to listen, learn, and lean in, Braveful style. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me, Amy Zeigert, for Braveful, a podcast for achieving women. This episode, we are having a conversation with Shannon Young. She is part of the Soul Chicks team, and I've known Shannon for, gosh, five years. And Shannon, she is someone that is after my heart because she has a listen, learn, and lean in mentality. Um, She is someone who literally has had words get her through the toughest time. And so when I think of how important words are in everyday life, Shannon has embraced words from her Etsy shop to the Soul Chicks curriculum. She uses words to help her begin again. She uses words to um, that helped her edit her life and start over. As you listen to our conversation, I hope you will go to soulchicks.com, see all the wonderful opportunities you have to allow some editing in your life. So I ask you to just go check them out. They're doing great things and helping many, many women achieve their highest and best souls right here on earth. Thank you. Well, Shannon, I'm so excited to connect with you on another level because you and I share our brave girls past and how we met and I'm so blessed and so thankful for that community of of women. There isn't a day that I don't somehow embrace the women, the teachings from those women. And so when I think of what you are doing with Soul Chicks and how you got here, yeah, so I'm, you know, and we can go back as far as you want, however you want to do this. But for me, even Soul Chicks has kind of morphed into, you know, you're doing coaching and I love the soul goals. I mean, I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I did a, a podcast um, that's coming out tomorrow about bringing humanity into the workplace. Oh, So when I read what you're doing with your Thrive Coaching and Soul Goals, it's almost like you're saying, let's bring your soul to the forefront of everything you're doing. And so I'm going to let you expand on how you got to Soul Chicks because I could just talk about <laughs> the whole Soul Goals idea all day long. I think that's phenomenal. Aww. But yeah, so let's go there and let's see where the conversation takes us. Okay. That, that sounds, sounds great. Yeah, that sounds okay. great. So I'm going to go back a little ways to tell you okay. kind of how I got to Soul Chicks because that was kind of what you were wondering. And you know, I, like you, feel the same way about that Brave Girl community, right? Mm-hmm. And um, my life would look very, very different if I didn't, if I hadn't had that experience. So I was lucky and had that experience in 2012. So what is that, eight years ago? Hard to believe. And for me, it's like a lifetime ago. Uh, a lot of things have happened in that eight years for me. Yeah. But I can, yeah, there is not a day that goes by just like you, Amy, that um, that I don't think of that community and that it hasn't affected my life in such an incredibly positive way. And 
kind of through that community, just like you, um, had the opportunity to work side by side with Melody Ross and Brave Girls and and be trained in what they teach. And just felt, you know, the lessons that they taught were just so life-changing for me. And my business partner, Sandy Luke, went through the same training. Yep. And we were both, we had no idea that we would ever partner together. And it just kind of happened where in 2015, my life completely fell apart. And it uh, not only fell apart, but I'd say it blew up. And uh, my marriage of 23 years was complete at that time. And I chose to file for divorce after betrayal and some really hard things that I found out and needed a fresh start. And I needed to begin again. I have, I have goosebumps. Mm. Yeah. I love that you had to begin again. It's mm-hmm. yeah. That says it all. Yeah. I mean, I had the, um, you know, there are lots of ways to look at it when you go through something that difficult and that life-changing. There are many ways that you can kind of try and navigate through, process through, or choose not to. Right. And I had to be super intentional about how I wanted to be mm-hmm. and about my integrity and about my character. And I did a lot of editing in my life in order to to be able to really begin again as my kind of my soul was telling me that I needed to. And really it had been telling me this all along and it took a a massive, devastating, hard, hard thing for me to finally understand that I had an invitation to life. Well, and to give yourself that permission, I, I love that editing in my life. I had to go back and edit my life. That is such a profound way to recognize that in which you want to change. I have put stars around that quote. That to me speaks volumes. And the fact that you gave yourself the permission to edit your life, that's like phase two. It's one thing to know you have to edit your life, but then to give yourself the permission to do it Mm -hmm. had to have been life altering. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No matter which way you sliced it, everything was life altering. I just had to kind of picture it as an invitation instead of the devastation, right? Because you can focus on that. Yep. And there were days that were really hard. Don't get me wrong. It was not all rainbows and unicorns for me. Um, it was brutal. It was brutal. <laughs> well, and, and, when, and when you say you had to edit your life and start over, yeah. Y- yeah. You, you went from ground, you went from you know being 50 feet above the ground to mm-hmm. ground zero. Yeah. And in more ways than 20. So, uh, right. (laughs) Right. Right. So yeah, my kids were, I have two um, young adult sons and one was away at college when all of this happened. Uh, It was his uh, beginning of his sophomore year. Um, He was going to school out of state at a Pac-12 school. There was an athlete and uh, my younger son was a junior in high school. Hardest Mm. year, right? Yeah. And yeah. And you know, we were, yeah, I just think back and go, holy cow, how did I even, how did we all, how did we make it till today? And, you know, he just, we were living a life where I didn't have to worry about a budget. Uh, we lived in a, you know, very in a suburban custom home on two thirds of an acre in California. Which that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of land for California. 
And so one day I went from that and then the next day, literally overnight, discovered betrayal and financial abuse and lots of other things and kind of came to a crossroads where I finally got the kind of the uh, message that I needed to take care of me. It was time mm. for me to take care of me. And did I didn't really know how to do that. I've been taking care of everybody my mm. entire life, everybody else, Good everybody point. else came first and everything else came first. Mm. So it wasn't, you know, it was an opportunity to really learn how to care for me and what my soul really needed, what it really wanted and what it no longer would tolerate. So yeah, so it was a real big crossroads, you know, custom country club living with a golf course around the corner to not knowing how I was going to heat the house. Not knowing. Not, you know, not knowing how we were going to how I was going to get through Christmas with the kids. I mean, didn't know. How did you learn to build trust in people again? That's a really, really difficult one when I'm still, I will probably work on for the rest of my life. Right. And right. that's where the editing came in. I really discovered who I could trust and who I, who I couldn't. Could you trust yourself? I learned to. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when you're, you know, in the pattern of everything other, everyone else comes first yeah. um, other than you. So often we have the belief that we cannot trust ourselves or what our soul is trying to, uh, to tell us. Sometimes we push that little tiny whisper voice down and then we're offered this invitation to, you know, really wake up to life. And sometimes it's brutal and sometimes it's subtle. I think we get these invitations mm-hmm. every day, right? And whether it's in something that someone reminds us of or a quote that we see or a book that we read or, you know, something that happens in history or, you know, we get these invitations. And that was when I feel like I finally woke up, started breathing. So anyway, in this whole, yeah, I went from that kind of life into um, my son got out of school in June and that he got out of school Friday on Saturday, we moved out of the family home and I moved from a 4,000 square foot home on two thirds of an acre into a 900 square foot home in the hood um, with helicopters nightly (laughs) over the house. And you survived. Yeah. And it was really a gift that I got that house. It was, you know, through my kids' sport. I mean, it was just crazy how it all um, revealed itself, but I was okay. I didn't know how I was going to be okay, but I would try not to get too far ahead of myself and just kind of be, okay, well, today I woke up again. It's got to be a reason why I woke up. Still here. Just going to do what I can today. Wow. And do what I can today. And then, you know, so it was really every... I would just wake up and do it all over again um, as best as I could. And yeah, so I I discovered that this 900 square foot, 70 year old house was a perfect little nest for me and my two boys um, and my chocolate lab. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> for us to kind of heal a little bit and regroup and really kind of start over. Well, and you make beautiful jewelry. So I I'm wondering, how did that help you find some peace in your life as well? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would think for me, you know, when I had all those, you know, people in my family that passed away, I worked outside the home. I had a full-time job that I could go and distract my mind. Mm-hmm. 
and you were in a different world. Mm-hmm. How did you distract yourself from the thought of what happened to you or what was happening to you? Yeah, for me, it wasn't, um, I chose not to distract myself. Okay. Um, so for me, I wasn't working outside of my home. I was a full-time stay-at-home mom for 21 years and did have an Etsy shop at that time with a different name than the Etsy shop that I have now for all kinds of reasons. I did have an Etsy shop at that time and I was making jewelry because words were the things that were getting me through the really hard parts of my marriage at that time. And it was kind of after, you know, I had gone to Brave Girls Camp in February of 2012 that I kind of started that. And other people, really friends, really liked what I was doing and creating. And that's kind of how that Etsy shop got started. But yeah, I was in a very different place than being outside the home, working in a, you know, corporate job. I wasn't doing that. And so my day to day was really taking my high school son to school. He went to a private school at that time. Somehow we were able to keep him there. And so I drive him to school every day. And where I moved, it was instead of being 45 minutes away, I was 10, maybe max, 10 minutes away. Wow, that's a gift. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a huge benefit. And so I would drop him at school every day and there's this beautiful park not too far from his school. And I would literally walk for hours and listen to books on tape that were inspirational. And I would take notes for, I would walk at least two hours a day. And that's how I process things. So um, I needed to move my body and I needed to journal a lot. I chose not to distract I wanted to process. I didn't want any of this pain left in my body because I knew when we have things that happen to us, traumas or anything like that, you know, our body really does keep the score. And it, if we don't process it then, we will process it some other time, whether it comes out in a diagnosis or a breakdown or, you know, so many other ways. Our body keeps the score on our trauma if we don't process. Wow. You're right. You you are you are right. You've got to process it and get rid of it. Otherwise, you're right. It does. It it's mm-hmm. okay. That's amazing. Yeah. The pain that we have, you know, no matter when it happens, you know, if we don't process through it, as hard as it is, as hard as it is. Wow. Okay. I'm, Shannon, that's amazing. Yeah. And I guess when in life were we told you can't process the pain? You know, when is it not okay to process it? Yeah. And I think we learned that through brave girls is that, and women especially, you know, don't speak until spoken to or don't cry or don't whatever. You're too sensitive. We hear that a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or it's, it's her time of the month or, you know, whatever it potentially may be. I don't have that excuse anymore. But. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. I mean, it's always right. Attributed to something else, not the real pain oh. or the real trauma. So yeah, so I was walking a couple hours every day and trying to really listen to what I needed to do for me and my kids. And I spent a lot of time in my journal pouring out what I was, you know, feeling inside as well so that I could, again, it was a way for me to get that stuff up and out, which I think is so important in processing your pain or your grief and trauma. And it's not always fun. And it's, it's certainly, you know, life is messy. This was really messy. 
And it was, you know, um, I think in order for us to really get to the other side of the pain, we can't go around it. You've got to go through it. You got to go through it. Isn't that what Dory said in uh, whatever Nemo when she gets yeah. stung by all the, uh, and maybe that's the perfect analogy. You got to go through it and you're going to get stung by all the jellyfish if you want to get there faster and get there in the most meaningful way. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to go through it. Yeah. And so you find along the way when you're going through it, you find people who are willing or not to come alongside you. Yeah. And there were a lot of knots in my life, a lot of knots. And I learned who they were really fast. And I learned who the ones who could come alongside who they were. And yeah, that was part of the editing out and not running after the knots Mm. and learning to trust the ones that would come alongside in the mess, messy parts. And it was never who you thought. It was never, it was not who I thought it would be. Wow. Which was a whole nother lesson. Yeah. So in that time, 2015, by the time I moved out was the spring of 2016. Fall of 2016, um, I was still navigating through a divorce, which was really hard, really difficult, brutal, all the things. And Sandy, Luke, had started Soul Chicks and invited me to come to her first camp. So I was a camper at her first camp. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because yeah. we got our, when did we get, we got our, was it? It was December of 16. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So this was two months before you and I met. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so went to Sandy's first camp. And of course, you know, it's all the things that, you know, that we, yeah, just, you know, and, and at the time that I needed it most. And when I had been to camp in 2012, I was in a different, completely different part of my life. It was like night and day, two different lives actually. And so was able to go through those same lessons again, which I think that's the beautiful part about these lessons that we teach it doesn't matter what season you're in. As long as you're open to being a lifelong learner, you will gain something else. I agree. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was a, so super fortunate to be a camper and um, for that week. And did she become an, ins- so she was an instructor and then mm-hmm. yeah. we went to the training, the week long mm-hmm. training. And yeah. then that's when the aha moment came for you. No, we still, we still had no plans of working together. No plans. Wow. And, um, but we lived at that point, we lived about 40 minutes from each other. Okay. It's kind of funny. We had to go to Idaho to meet at Brave Girls Camp, but we lived, you know, 40 minutes away from each other. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. It's crazy. So yeah. So we had met at camp. We knew each other. I had been to her first camp that she put on, which was wonderful. And Then I got certified in December of 2016 and I was like, I don't know what's next for me. Still navigating through the divorce and we would have coffee every once in a while, Sandy and I. And one day she just asked me, I really want to partner up with you. And I was, I just cried. I just cried because what she didn't know is this, and not very many people know this, but I had always wanted a business partner. Okay. 
Okay. And I had a, um, with my Etsy shop, I had kind of a a blog at the time and kind of blogging and doing that. And on a three by five recipe card, I had written down all the characteristics of my business partner. Wow. Talk about putting that out into the universe and getting it back. Yeah. So it was all on a three by five card and it was all the characteristics I wanted my future business partner to have. This was probably 2011 that I had written. And you wrote it down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it had been years, years, sure. literally years. And, and like you said, a lifetime ago, so much had changed. You know, your trusting people had changed. I mean, so that could have easily morphed into something completely different. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And so the reason that I was crying is because Sandy literally has every single one of those characteristics. She didn't know about the three by five car that she did after that day. So I told her this story and I just, yeah. So Sandy and I have been working together on Soul Chicks since 2016 or 17. Excuse me. Okay. And Soul Chicks has morphed. From it has <laughs> from you know soul restoration, which mm-hmm. was Melody Ross's, into now you've got, I mean you're doing coaching. You've kind of turned. You've kind of you're embracing Brene Brown and all the good things yeah. that she brings. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You've well, we, really... we adore Brene, <laughs> yeah. like so many people do, right? And have really just like soul restoration and Melody Ross's curriculum has made profound changes in our lives. Brene Brown's Daring Way curriculum has done the same thing for us. We've both been through that also and taken that course. Absolutely wonderful. And they kind of both go hand in hand, really. They fit so well together. And so we chose to offer Brene Brown's curriculum at a camp. This was fall of 2019. Okay. Yeah. And had a, you know, close to a dozen women at that retreat. And it was amazing, wonderful. And, you know, North Lake Tahoe, beautiful I mean, amazing, amazing time together. And so, yeah, so we've morphed into doing, offering those offering, you know, during way things. And then with pandemic, we had a retreat scheduled for March of uh, 2020, and it was going to be another during way retreat. And in January, Sandy and I just felt that it, it just, the timing was off. We didn't know a pandemic was coming. Right. We had no idea, but we just felt, this thing pulling us to not do it. And we listen and we don't fight that anymore. And so unfortunately we had one person that had already signed up. We needed to, we needed to cancel and we don't like to do that. Sure. But we listened and to our intuition or what, you know, what we thought we needed to do and kind of regrouped and we canceled and literally the the week that California shut down was the week that our retreat was scheduled. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. A woman's intuition yeah. never steers her wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. So with that, you know, we we knew we wanted to do live events online so it could reach more people. Right. And it would be a different price point so we could reach more people, right? And so in 2020, we pivoted and it's almost like, you you know, you're sometimes you're pushed to do these things a little sooner than you would have. (laughs) And we decided to pivot. (laughs) So so we did. And we offered our Soul Chicks Masterclass. That was the first 
live online course that we offered for our community. Um, we had about a dozen gals and some brand new that had never been with us before. Wow. Uh, then in summer, we offered another course, the Soul Chicks, Soul Chicks series. And again, we had people from the first course that we offered still come to the second course because wow. they loved it so much came back and then we were together and it was a course over the span of three months. We would do three weeks, two weeks off, three weeks, two weeks off, three weeks, two weeks off. And it was so many lessons, jam-packed of content, a great way in a pandemic, really, to connect with women, yep. to have a safe place to process and be a compassionate witness for others during this time when we have this global trauma. So. It was a beautiful thing yeah, to come together and to have the opportunity to really be able to offer our community something more and women that um, wanted something more, right? Um, wanted to grow even in this really difficult time, we could provide that. And so, so yeah, we pivoted. We had those two courses. We decided we were going to show up on Instagram more often. And so we do. We just keep showing up. Some days it's messy and some days it's just a picture of a puppy because some days that's all we got. <laughs> right? We and just... some days that's all a person needs <laughs> is a picture of a puppy. I know that sounds really corny, but it's true. Sometimes we just need a puppy. Simplest of things. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I think um, my number one thing that I look at because I get all these information are golden retrievers. I mean, I get stuff all the time. Oh, follow us, Golden Retriever. We see you look at more Golden Retrievers. I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm downgraded to dogs. <laughs> I'm with okay. dogs. <laughs> I get chocolate lab stuff because I'm the same. Right. I'm the same. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, yeah. Dogs are probably would have kept me yeah. sane for the last 12 months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, being honest. Dogs are my people. <laughs> so, so soul checks. So for people that are out there listening and they're searching for something to do, especially as we still have to hunker down for the most part, although my 95 year old dad got his vaccine over the weekend. So that's, that's such a relief, a relief. I bet. Yeah. So what will you be doing in 2021? And what is your kind of swan song for women to come and learn from you? Mm, really good question. So we've we've created our first digital course where you can and you know instantly downloaded soul goals. And so we were talking a little bit earlier about it. And it's really listening to your soul and what does your soul really, really need this coming year? It is, you know, we've had to pivot in so many different directions over 2020 that we really need to take care of ourselves well. And this is kind of a way to learn how to listen and lean in to what your soul is asking for and what it's really needing. And it's about being intentional because it doesn't happen unless you're intentional. You know, life just keeps happening and it it will always be that way. Um, but we get to decide how we're going to show up every single day, but it takes intention and, and listening. And so Soul Goals is all about leaning in and listening to what your soul really needs and being intentional and building in some guardrails for yourself oh. um, so that you can stay on that track of being intentional, showing up for yourself every day. And when you show up for yourself, in the way that you want, the way that you choose, 
you really, it, it, the ripple effect, how you show up to your family, how you show up to your people, how you show up to your career, how you show up to your money and your budget, how you show up to your health. I mean, all the things it, it's really about your whole self. So women that are wanting to not just maybe grow their careers, but really that are wanting to take a closer look at all the parts of who they are. Wow. And listening to their soul about each part, each one of those things in their life, whether it's relationships or, you know, their home, their physical health, their uh, mental health, their budget, their career, their significant other, whatever it is. I mean, it really entails that whole, their whole self. And so Soul Goals is a perfect way. It's a digital course. You you can get it instantly. You can do it with your cup of coffee and your jammies if you want. And wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's a great way to put some guardrails in place for your year ahead. You know, my still my favorite thought process from Brave Girls was putting people on the moon. And I'm pretty sure I have a complete village up on the moon of people that but I, I like how you're saying, put the guardrails, put a little space between you and whomever, and not even whomever, whatever potentially is getting in your way. Right. Those soul goals. Right. And it's all, you know, it, we have a choice every single moment of the day. It's either we react or we respond. And so this is really about choosing how to respond. So, and that takes intention. Wow. You know, and practice. It's practice. We're not going to be pros at this right out of the gate. It's something new that we're learning. So of course, are we going to mess up? Yep. Are we going to get back up? You get a choice. You can get back up or not. So then do you have a community of women that can support you as you go through your soul goals? So what we've done is we've created, that's coming. So we, yeah. So great question. So you can, you can purchase the class just like, you know, anyone. And so our registration has been open for about a week now. Okay. And so what we will be offering is some extra tips and tricks for that group, that community, and that will more than likely come. Usually what we have done in the past is every single um, course that we offer has a private Facebook page okay. where they can, our red carpet rules apply. So it's yep. a safe safe place for women to show up, process through things that are hard without being judged with, you know, really a lifetime grace card is what we offer. And so usually that's what we have in place for, for that group, that specific group. We have one for every group. And then usually after the course, we invite them into our soul chick squad, which is another private group after um, someone has been through a course with us so that we can maintain a community. There are people that need a safe place to show up and be able to process through their things. And so we support that and we keep keep it open so that, you know, so women have that safe place because we yep. need it. We all need a safe place. Yeah. I, you know, so I just finished reading um, Abby Wambach's book, um, Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she really talks about how women need their pack and how women thrive better when they have women mm-hmm. helping them, lifting them up, bringing them along, um, helping mm-hmm. them really retain, become their best and brightest. Mm-hmm. And so you've really created your own little wolf pack then. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about it, you know, women used to gra- gather around way back when and mm-hmm. do their quilting groups, oh. right? So women have always had a wolf pack. It looks very different now. 
you know, as time evolves and now we have technology, we don't just connect with people in our own physical communities, but we right. can with people that are really worldwide. And we have, I'm, I'm so grateful for that because we have some, we have incredible sisters that are in Australia. Yep. I've met them. Yeah. You know, all of our sisters are such an important part of Soul Chicks. And the thing with the tech and, you know, really having a wolf pack is that Zoom calls and different platforms allow us to connect as a community in that way because we're like-minded and we're open-hearted, right? And we want to show up authentically, you know, for our, for ourselves and our people. And, you know, it's just how we choose to live our lives. And so, yeah. So with, along with the soul goals, then we are coming alongside women that want to take it a little bit kind of deeper to the next step. And we're offering um, coaching that will follow soul goals. And that's a six week program. It's called Thrive Coaching. It's a program that Sandy and I will both will both coach you, so, which is a very, very different from having one-on-one coaching. Sandy and I will show up for you and we're going to come alongside you and support you in your goals, your intentions, and kind of how you lean in. And we'll be able to kind of guide you kind of forward and launching you forward from what you choose and what you create with your soul goals. So that's kind of where the Thrive Coaching comes in. We also offer one-on-one coaching. And then in the spring of 2021, we will offer small group coaching as well. Oh. Mm-hmm. So we've got lots of things coming up for 2021. Yeah. We also do a podcast club, which is once a month. And it's a little different. It's not a podcast, but what we do, we have so many podcasts that we love. Yeah. That we choose one to um, listen to, to have our community listen to, that we really glean great lessons from and and then we show up on a zoom call and we kind of unpack it what a great idea <laughs> so, thank you so that's what we do we've got it's usually the let me think the uh second wednesday of the month and you can sign up for that it's free and learn a little bit more about our community and kind of what lights our fire and how we come alongside each other and it's just a it's a great way to um, connect with women and and really just be a part of something and a conversation right. and and show up in our safe place. Our red carpet rules still apply during our podcast club meetings. They always do. And yeah, and um, you can find out more about that on our you know website. And oh yeah, yep. and if you choose not to sign up, we still provide the the um, podcast for you to listen to. So that even if you don't want, you know, you you don't have time to maybe show up for a conversation, that's okay. We still want you to know about this great right. podcast. So it's another way right. to support women that are having, you know, that are putting great content out um, into the world and that, you know, what really speaks to us and what we just want to share. What a great idea. <laughs> so you've said connect about 20 times, which is my word for this year is, is really? connect. <laughs> So you, who's loves the words, I have your bracelets and yes. Um, so what is your word for 2021? Okay. So this is funny, but I have two. Okay. So I chose, uh, well, you know, I think they always choose you. You don't necessarily um, choose one. Yeah. But my first one that kind of arrived and showed up was living. Mm. L-I-V-I-N-G, living. And that just takes significant part in my life now that I'm solo and I really had a, a couple of years of being solo under my belt. My kids are pretty 
established in their new lives, finishing college and, and off to careers and jobs and those things. I really want to start living in a way that I want to start living and choosing to really be alive every single day. And so that's how that word kind of showed up for me. And then the word thrive, which has been my word in the past, that one has come up in the past uh, week. And you and I were talking a little bit. That was the day that that word came up three different times in 24 hours. I'm like, well, okay. Apparently that that one too. (laughs) so since then it's come out come up twice more so apparently that's your word Mm -hmm. yeah mine's connected if i had a second one so if i had kind of a wing word it would have to be media i feel as i am embarking on this whole journey of podcasts it's like media this got to do that you you know fill this out i'm like oh my god media that's my word so yeah so i'm connected media. And one of these days I'll get the media part right. So, well, I mean, you've got, you know, you're, you're just starting out with this, right? You've had a little bit, you know, got a little bit under your belt now and every day you do, you put in a little bit more work and right. Right. So of course, yeah. 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 It makes perfect sense. But these words, we use these words too, in our soul goals, we just call them North star words. And so, um, oh. right. Cause they're the word that guides you. So you can always kind of look to that word to kind of reset, um, and guide you, you know, throughout your day, out your week, out your year. And they're always, you know, those words are so important. They can light a fire underneath oh. you when you need it most. Right. Yep. I mean, last year, my word was restore. Mm. I mean, I just had, I finally got through the rounds of family death and whatever. And I just had to kind of have to kind of back to what you did. You had to go back to zero and just kind of go, okay, death does not define me. And that's kind of where I was at. I feel like the only story I could ever tell was that someone else in my family passed away. And I did not want death to define my emotions, my fears. Every time somebody walked, you know, my kids left my house, the fear of my God, they're going to, they're going to, something's going to happen to them. I had to let it all go. And I had to finally just restore my faith in myself and my belief effort. And, and that's what guided Mm -hmm. me. You're right. That was my North star and got Mm -hmm. me through. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also powerful to wear those words, right? When you, sometimes when we're in the thick of grief and the thick of loss, you know, you can't, you forget that you've got this whole toolbox of tools and your words are the things that can open up that toolbox. So if you can wear your word, like on your bracelet, Necklace is different. You can't see it. You've got to be able to see it. It's something about being able to see it every day that really is the extra. It's like the secret sauce, right? Well, that's kind of the um, when you did the keychains for my my husband and the nephews and the brother-in-law, brother-in-loves, you know, Agamog. That's what my my in-laws used to say to them. And that was their form of saying, I love you. And so... You know, my husband carries that with him, even when he's not carrying he's, that keychain. I mean, he's got one that hasn't, one that doesn't, and yeah, you know, I yeah. love it. Those memory pieces too. You know, you can have your. They're different right. than a North Star word, but those memory pieces mean a lot too. Like your, you said, your husband carries it around, right? Yeah, it's comfort. It's a form absolutely. of comfort. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Believe. Mm-hmm. So. Well, as we wrap up, because I know you've got something Mm -hmm. to do. All right. So are there, give me some books that have impacted your life. 
Goodness gracious. Okay. So the number one book I think that impacted my life is called The Empath Survival Guide. And that is by Judith Orloff. She's an MD. Mm-hmm. Oh. So if you've ever been called a sensitive person. Mm. I have not, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever been called a sensitive person, if you've ever felt that you just weren't understood fully, or maybe you just have always felt like you didn't quite fit in, Ooh. this would be a great book for you. Um, again, it's called The Empath Survival Guide. And there's another one that she also wrote that I do not have in front of me. And it is 365 days. Or, I can find it. Yeah, it's something you like thrive as an empath. And it's basically a um, every day you read a section. So I, I don't want to say it's a devotional, but it's more of a, you know, open it during your journal time, your quiet time. And then, you know, you get a passage which she's written. And it's a way for self-care. For an empath or a sensitive person. So do you do um Enneagram? I do not. I don't know much about it, but I'd be curious to see where you are on the yeah, Enneagram. I think that I'm a two. I'm pretty sure I'm a two. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm a two as far as wings go. I don't know. I haven't done too much research, just really lightly. So two feels pretty right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's I'm I'm actually working on getting um an Enneagram expert, not yeah. a, she, she teaches it to come and speak because mm-hmm. I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by it. I'm an eight. So, I mean, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So far from an M. Yeah. Well, I mean, the world needs everybody, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. exactly. There's not one yeah. way that's right or wrong. We're just exactly. different. It just makes life yeah. more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those yeah. are the two books probably that, you know, I've, there are so many books, but those are probably the two that really stick. Um, that I refer back to probably the most. And the Empath Survival Guide really changed how I saw myself in the world. Wow. And, and it finally validated a lot of things that I had always felt. It was really interesting. Wow. Really, really interesting. So do you still keep a journal? Yes and no. So that's a new goal of mine for this year. Okay. Throughout my separation and divorce, I kept a journal and I have never been a great consistent journaler ever in my life. I would start, be good three days in and then didn't quite make it a habit. But during my separation divorce, it was a daily go-to morning. I would wake up first thing I would do. And then the evening, it would be the last thing I would do before I put my head on the pillow just so I could get my mind straight. Right. And... And so I really leaned into a journaling practice during those times. And being that I was doing it so much, so often, sometimes hours a day. What therapy? How healing though? I mean, I've been doing a journal since I was 12. It's a huge part of how I could process that pain and the grief that I had. And I would not be the same person if I didn't choose to do that. Right. So I actually, the day my divorce was final... Um, in 2017, you know, a lot of my prayer, my journals are prayer journals. And I just said, I just said, God, I can't journal anymore. Wow. I just can't journal anymore. I'm so tired. And it was literally the night that my, you know, I got home from being at court all day. And I just, I said, I was laying in my bed and I just said out loud, I can't journal anymore. And, and so it's really taken me this, you know, I've kind of journaled here and there oh. when I travel and stuff like that. And and then just recently have really trying to make it happen a habit again. 
Well, and we could do a whole podcast on you getting your um your your camper and you going out and doing all that cool stuff. I think that's awesome. You are you are taking adventures that are so well deserved after you you listened to you, you learned from you, and now you're leaning into you. I, I just um yeah, you and I connected the minute we met, and I find you to be very wise. You're wonderful. You have a beautiful soul. And I want to tip my hat to you for being a braveful, wonderful person. So love you. Think you're amazing. And um, you deserve nothing but the best, especially with soul chicks. I will let the world know about it. So again, just blessed beyond belief. So thank you very much. I'm so appreciative of this time. Yeah. And I'm going to join your podcast club. I think that's the best <laughs> you idea. Love to have you. I love that. <laughs> I think that's so cool. It, it is the, the new book club. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So Thank you so You're much. You're so welcome. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, Amy. Talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for joining me today. I don't know about you, but I sure am grateful for the opportunity to listen and learn from such great women. So if you enjoyed yourself as much as I did, please feel free to share Braveful podcasts with your friends and colleagues, as well as please subscribe to Braveful on your favorite podcast apps. Have the best day ever. And until next time, be Braveful.